Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're happy that James Ham uh, is here with us, the creator uh, of the King's Beat. Happy hour last night with Mark Jones. Sounded like it was a rousing success, but the only way you could be a part of happy hours, if you're a premium subscriber over at the King's Beat. So give the gift of Ham this holiday season uh, and subscribe uh, to the King's Beat over at thekingsbeat.com. Uh, James, as we noted just a couple of moments ago and we're talking about during the commercial break, Davion Mitchell out uh, with a non-COVID-related illness. Chris Biederman joined us uh, from Detroit earlier. He said it sounds like there's probably more than one or two guys who are a little bit under the weather uh, right now on this road trip, so this could be something the Kings are dealing with uh, moving forward. But our first thought was it's Delhi dime tonight. Uh, but what would Davion's absence mean uh, for this rotation for the Kings? Um, yeah, well, first and foremost, I think it means more time for De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. A- and even for that matter, Malik Monk. Um, Mike has is, is really relied heavily on those guys. Uh, we saw Fox play, what, 42 minutes last game. Mm-hmm. I-, I think we could see him play big minutes again. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're going without your natural point guard, unless Del Vadova comes in and just does an exceptional job. And so far, what we've seen from Delhi, he's been really solid. Um, I think the one good thing is if he is going up against Corey Joseph as the backup point guard for Detroit, that's a really good matchup for him because he's strong like Kojo. And uh, he definitely can take take the pounding that Kojo likes to give you. Um, but, uh, I'd also say that like, it's one of those deals where, you know, if you can get away with Fox playing 42 minutes, um, yeah. Did I say something there that you guys got? You guys, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is Kenny, what it is. That's Kenny's fault. I was fine. I was fine. I was minding my own business. And then I see Kenny pop his eyes over the camera. That's Kenny's fault. He just pro- beats you up. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> professional what? I, I'm I, not sure. I'm not sure either. It's so crazy, yeah. man. I'm it's not so sure either. Crazy, Why does Corey Joseph have such an attitude with the Kings? He seems to <laughs> killing the Kings. Yeah, he man. seems to turn it up a notch when they play. You know, Corey is one of the nicest guys I've ever covered. Uh, I got to be honest. Like last time they when they rolled through town, um, he came over, uh, gave me a big hug told me they just had a little baby girl, um, just one of the best dudes. And the other thing with Kojo is he doesn't miss nights. You know, here in Sacramento, mm-hmm. I think his streak got up to like um, like 245 games or something. Mm-hmm. Like he's a guy who goes out there and gives it his all every single game. And, and to be honest with you, I think I think Delhi's a better matchup against Kojo than, uh, than Davion Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very different, but like this is – really he's a guy that gets into your chest and pushes you around and uh fox has had trouble with him in the past and you know he's got that old man game uh kojo's always reminded me of andre miller 
You know, mm-hmm. he's just got that that old man game. He knows how to score. He knows how to get get you in foul trouble, get to the bucket. Um, yeah, just a solid, solid NBA player. Kojo, now that I think about it, he, um, you know, when it's all said and done, he's going to have like a 10, 11-year NBA career, man, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah. you know, I, I remember the time with him, you know, here in Sacramento, and, you know, he was the – uh, object of people's frustrations and things of that nature, and I always thought that was ridiculous. And you know, I, I always thought that he was a guy that you know understood his role in this league, would do his job, was pretty good at it. He wasn't a superstar, but um, you look at it, like I said, he's gonna have a 10, 11, 12 year career in this league. Yeah, he's already up to twelve. This he's is your twelve, 12 for coach. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's at twelve. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's always been a solid, solid pro, and. You know, a lot of the Canadian guys, just really, really solid citizens behind the scenes. Uh, good people to have in your locker room. Just just a, an absolute spectacular human being uh, to be around. Always with a smile. A really funny laugh. Uh, yeah, he, he was my dude when he was here. Uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys you go to all the time to, to talk to, get information from. Um, yeah, and, and like, look, uh, guys like him, like, they figure out what their role is in the league. They play to their strength. And... You know, he understands his job is to make sure that uh, that Ivy stays on course um, and, and that the, the other young players stay on course and become good pros and figure out this, you know, how to become, uh, you know, just really strong citizens in the league as well. Uh, it, it's funny, that team has a couple of former Kings with Marvin there and, you know, it, it, it's just weird to see him there. And, and it's also the dynamic when Corey was in Sacramento, I thought a lot of the, the anger and angst by fans, it like that's who Corey Joseph is. He is a methodical, slow-moving point guard, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's just there's something wrong if your starting point guard is a Ferrari and you're coming in with like, you know, a Hummer uh, or a <laughs> Mack truck back behind him, and that's you know that's the problem. You you choose a fast point guard and a slow point guard, a fast power forward and Marvin Bagley and a slow power forward and Nemanja Bjelica. And you're going to have a bunch of wonkiness, and that's what that that entire generation of Kings teams look like—just ill-fitted pieces. James, it's the question of the day for you, for people tuning in for the first time: Does the outcome of tonight's game determine whether this was a good road trip or a bad road trip? Are you asking me if this is a much a must-win game? <laughs> <laughs> Must-ish win. It's up there. It's got it's got must win vibes to it, James. <laughs> you know, a month from now it won't matter. Uh, but for today and the way that fans are reacting, and you know, like how the highs and lows of this season, I really do think it does mean something. Y- you took care of business. You found a way to get back to two and three on the trip with one game sitting in front of you. The one game left is the game that you always thought you could get on this trip. So go get it. And that's it. Like, don't mess around. Don't wait for, you know, the other team to to punch you and have to punch back. Go get the win. Go make it definitive and get home and see your loved ones and have the weekend off. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. You know, I I, I had two different arguments, I guess, or a conversation with Jay, uh, Damien where I was saying, you know, if you – Look at the whole totality. If I told you at the beginning of this trip you were going to go two and four, you're going to beat Cleveland, but you're going to lose to Detroit. I don't think people will look at that as a as a bad road trip. But 
because of what happened on Wednesday, you know, and, and being able to win, at least for me, what happened on Wednesday, uh, winning that game the way they did and, and showing that type of fight and that grit, it almost feels like it would be wasted if you did all that on Wednesday and then lost uh, a game to Detroit, a team with the worst record in the league, uh, right before you're closing out the trip. Yeah, I mean, that's always going to be the way it's viewed by a ton of people. And I don't blame people for viewing it that way. Um, I don't. I just look at it and, like, this is game six of a six-game road trip. These guys have not seen their family in in two weeks. They haven't been in their own bed. Uh, it's called the getaway game for a reason. And so you hope that they're focused. Uh, this team seems to be a little bit more focused in situations like this than teams in the past. But, like, it's not a Kings thing that people lose the last game of a six-game road trip. Mm. It's, an M- it's an NBA thing in general. Yeah. On Monday, are we going to be talking about how tough it is that first game at home after a long <laughs> road trip? See, I've never prescribed to that one. <laughs> I don't get that one. Like, I don't get it I, either. I don't either. Like, that's the game where you should come in and be ready to go. You and, should be and hyped, right? Yeah. yeah, you should be excited to get back in front of your home crowd. And, and you know, like, look. This is a good home crowd, and you should perform well for this crowd. I think this team is finally embracing the home court and finally understanding, you know, what it is that uh, what this fan base can do for you as a player. Mm-hmm. And it's tremendous. Not every team in the league has this. Uh, I, guys like Kevin Herter playing in Atlanta, um, or Malik Monk who played in Charlotte, and they're playing in front of front of you know empty buildings half the time. Like that's hard. And then you get here, and it feels like you're back in college, and you you got the cheering section, you know the uh, the student section bouncing up and down and going crazy, and that's what this this uh, Sacramento Kings team feels like, yeah. or this Sacramento Kings fan base. Hey, hey so real quick, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, Casey. Yeah, I know you just looked at the injury report a minute ago and didn't even is is Kevin Herter still listed on it? Yeah, he's still listed as questionable, uh, okay. but. I mean, if you're at shoot around, not only if you're at shoot around, but if you participate in shoot around, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, uh, you're usually good to go. It, it just depends on if something goes wrong between. So now I'm assuming and then. he did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Biederman reported that he was at shoot around. I actually uh, saw some footage of something, and not only was he there, but he was in uniform. You know, he was work. He was there with the the guys. So I don't know if he went through the entire walkthrough and everything, um, but there's usually a different look from a player when he is uh, not going to play, and there's always possibility that he doesn't. But um, you know, I, I think that they need him. They know they uh, Herder knows that his team needs him to get over the hump here. And they need him to be strong. You know, they mm-hmm. need him to have a good night. Uh, so I would be surprised if he's not there just because he's at shoot. Probably would have been smart of us to ask Biederman about that earlier. Maybe so. I mean, Biederman, yeah. had, you know, we, we were just so hyped off of Brock Purdy, you know. We? Yeah, yeah. You love him too. We- you, love <laughs> you know you love Brock Purdy. You know that. You know Purdy Mitty is running wild, brother. <laughs> Who is he rem- Official freeze oh. at three fourteen twenty four, wow. ladies and Got gentlemen. Finding you guys up because he's been fun. <laughs> I'm not frozen. I can still no. hear you. No. James, you froze, not no. me. <laughs> James is the only person who hates freezing. Everybody tunes in for the James Ham freeze. 
It agitates James. The official time was 314. Whatever you were saying about Brock Purdy, can you please repeat it? Because you looked really, James, really excited, and I wanted to hear James it. James right there was like yeah, that, I'm that just, TV show yeah. where they went through the Bermuda Triangle. And they were gone for five years, and they come back, and they don't know they were gone for five <laughs> oh. years. That show was terrible, now. by the way. I tried to watch. Is it, it on the one hundred? Is that what it is? No. Oh, no. What was the name of that show? It's I something. Oh, my son tries to get me to Manifest. watch it. Manifest. It's called Manifest. Manifest. It's okay. Awful. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of <laughs> the. Uh, yeah. There we go, Rory. Uh, Ham three fourteen. Um, yep. <laughs> Ham three fourteen says I just froze thou her shall ass. Not freeze. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm dying to know what you thought about Brock Purdy, though, because you looked really excited before you froze. Yeah, like, who are you guys comparing him to? Oh, K- Kenny, Joe Montana. Stop it. Peyton Manning. Stop uh, it. Uh, Tom Brady. I'm comparing him to Brock Drew Purdy. Brees. That yeah. boy's balling right now. Balling. <laughs> balling. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of the game because uh, we had the happy hour uh, last night, and I did have the game on behind me for – the people who were on the happy hour, they could see what was happening. I, on the other hand, could not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I oh, could good. see some yeah. reflections in the windows in my house. And like when there was a big play, I'm oh, there goes somebody. I don't know who that is. Uh, so. Well, we, I was just thinking about this. We didn't really get a chance to talk to you. We did not get a chance to talk to you after the game in Toronto. Um, I said, and, and Damien was kind of on board too, you know, but I said that was the win of the year. I thought that game was so competitive. I thought both teams played desperate and really played with a high level of intensity. And obviously you had everything that went on with Fox getting busted open, Mike Brown getting thrown out, the emotion of all that, and being able to win that game. I thought that was the win of the year so far. And they've had, they've had some good candidates, but I, I thought that was the best one. It's up there for sure. And like I've told you guys, I told, I mean, even last year with, with Luke Walton, just like, just get thrown out of a game. Like your team is just getting railroaded by the officials. And I don't know what it is about this year in particular. I mean, there have been other years where I felt like the Kings were up against the, you know, the, the officials as well. But this year in particular, it just, it's so bad. Mm. I mean, like the last play of the game, that that could have they could have gone into overtime and potentially lost that game on the most blatant offensive foul that that's ever been. Mm. Like how do you? I mean, mm. he just ran up and shoved De'Aaron Fox to the ground, and then turned around and hoisted up a wide open three point shot that would have tied the game and sent it to overtime. And for me, like, where are these guys? Like, enough with the the crappy. Like the just note to NBA: enough with the two minute report. Hmm. Make plays reviewable in the final 10 seconds, a final 30 seconds. Make them reviewable. Like, who cares if the games last an extra five minutes? You got the crowd into it, but that's something that should have easily been looked at. And they should have, I mean, first of all, suspend the officials. Mm. If it, This is the third time this season where the Sacramento Kings, on the final play of the game, with an official staring directly at the the, the game action in question miss a blatant ridiculously bad call like how how do you miss that and to me I, I know it would have been tough to to see uh, if you're in Toronto to have that the whistle called and that a turnover right there it is what it is like 
Make the call. Hey, sorry about that, Dave. But, James, I mean, suspension, you know, whatever. If they don't have that, then, you know, then they got to do what they got to do. But I think they need to have these referees available to speak. Yeah. You know, I think they need to be able to Very explain themselves. So. And mm-hmm. and I, I'll tell you this. it may It's not going to fix the game. It's not going to make a lot of people feel better. But if a referee got in front of a camera and a pool of reporters after the game, after seeing what happened, and got up there and said, you know what, I, I missed the call. I just flat out missed it. I can I can accept that. That That's where the human element comes into it. Like, you're not going to get every call. But just this, oh, I don't have to talk, or when they're out on the court, I don't have to explain myself to you. Like, they need to they need to get rid of And then, like you said, the last two-minute report, they need to get rid of all that. Like, I think they need to be talking. Yeah, and I'll say this, too. First of all, like, I am one of the pool reporters for the NBA. So, I at home... I cover about half the games where I am the pool reporter. So the problem is their mechanism to get a pool report and to get it, a referee interviewed is very complex. So so basically, if there's a play that happens, we have to, as a reporter, whether we're at home or whether we're at the game or wherever we are, we have to go to the pool report list, find the the, the reporter that's on staff that night, mm-hmm. call them, call the league official that is on staff that night, call them and say, I have these two specific questions. And so the pool reporter then is, uh, they're pulled aside. And here's the problem. It's that it all happens in real time. So typically when I get done with a game, I'm trying to post my six quick thoughts, right? You got to drop everything. You got to forget about whatever is going to go on in post game, whether like interviews and stuff like that, you got to forget all of it. Then you have to go to a separate room in the arena, the pool reporter does, and they they get to ask the official like two specific questions. And I think they're allowed one follow-up, but they're not allowed to ask anything else. And so there is a mechanism in place, but it's very difficult and it's it's like again, that the most important like... fifteen minutes of our night is right then. Like hmm. how do we do it? How do we manage it? And it, and it's very difficult. It seems like it'd be almost impossible to do if the play in question is the last play of the game. For yeah. all of those calls yeah. to be made that quickly, in order for you to 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 actually get the opportunity to speak with the official, we have a fifteen minute window where it has to be a, a basically a, a complaint with multiple questions has to be like sent into the league specifically right then. Like, and once, and that, and again, that 15 minutes is us closing out our game book, shutting down our laptops, putting our stuff in our bag, getting down to the press conference room where we've got a coach coming any minute. And, and then if they do, like, if the pool uh, report is triggered, we have to step out. We miss whatever happens after that. Mm-hmm. We've got to, you know, so we wouldn't have been there for a Jordy Fernandez interview or or Domantas Sabonis, whoever it might be, we we would have had to go into a completely separate area and go ask the officials questions. Uh, we and don't it have wouldn't that. have been me. It would have been whoever is a pool reporter in Toronto that night. They would have to drop everything they're that they're doing and go handle it. That's trash. Well, no questions asked from D'Lo and Casey and James Ham because we've got tickets for you to see the Sacramento Kings take on uh, the Washington basketball team coming up on December 23rd. That's one week uh, from tonight. Uh, caller number three right now, 916-909-1320. We'll get you all set up uh, to be in attendance that night. 916-909-1320. Tickets to see the Sacramento Kings 
December 23rd uh, at the Golden One Center. Hammer, you just mentioned uh, Jordy Fernandez. I, I think one thing, I don't know if it was something anybody questioned before, but something that was absolutely on full display uh, following that game against Toronto, uh, watching Jordy celebrate, watching Mike Brown celebrate with Jordy Fernandez, then hearing DeMontis Sabonis in that postgame presser talk about a speech they got from Doug Christie uh, earlier in the day. I think maybe for the first time we got a glimpse into how close the coaching staff is. Hmm. We see so much with the players, them being at the forefront of every social media post and all of the amazing work that's going on from the Kings social media team. I think this was a glimpse into how close this coaching staff is. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, If uh, you guys are out, out and about, uh, look at my um, my Monday musings. Um, because in my Monday musings, I, I broke down like a whole bunch of stuff with Jay Triano and, uh, like the Kings actually gave me Jay to talk to, um, my, my man, Brendan Nunez, uh, two weeks before was able to get Luke Laux for a sit down, a one-on-one, like this is not always the case. Hmm. Like it's usually a head coach likes a message to come from him, especially early in the season, like when they've been together for a few years, then a lot of times you can get that. You can get that situation where you're allowed to uh, to pull aside an assistant and have a conversation. Um, but for uh, for the most part, um, you're just not. That's not part of what they do. They they want the message to come from one person. So what that what I'm saying is it tells you how close that these guys are behind the scenes, that they're confident in each other, that someone's not going to go out and take credit for something that they didn't do or say something that's wild or or just kind of step out of line. And, man, I'm telling you, the first two years of, of Luke Walton, that's all it was. Like there was an awkwardness to the entire group, and I've talked about this before. It's because Luke, when he was in L.A., was just chastised by the media because he brought in a bunch of his friends to be his assistants. Mm-hmm. And they everyone kept saying, oh, you don't have a true like sounding board. You just have a, a bunch of yes men and all this stuff. Man, if you don't have continuity behind the scenes with your coaching staff, then it's just really awkward and hard to get anything done. And so I'm glad. I'm glad they're growing, and I'm glad that Doug has been able to be part of that as well because – you know, guys like Jordy, guys like Dre, Jay, uh, Luke, like all those guys had worked together with Mike Brown before in, in other stops or with the the Nigerian national team. Doug hadn't and Lindsey Harden hadn't. So it's good that, that they're comfortable enough to not only have Doug stand up and talk to the team, but also to talk about the fact that Doug stood up and talked to the team mm-hmm. because that's another element. Like a lot of times these things, they just don't want it like a big deal that some other coach said something. Um, it, it, the egos behind the scenes are usually pretty extreme. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. It also goes to, um, and you talked about a little bit, Mike Brown being comfortable in who he is. And I think that that goes all the way down to the team and to the players, right, where the only thing that matters is winning. We've talked about this for months. The only thing that matters is winning. It's not about the credit. It's not about um, you know, proving pe- proving to people that you know I-, I can bring in a staff of you know people that I don't know and make them work. And it's all about winning. I, none of none of that other stuff matters. Win, win, win. Then you see that with like you talked about how the way this coaching staff was put together, and in situations like Wednesday night, like Mike Brown wasn't tripping off nothing. Like Jordy, you got it. We're gonna celebrate. And 
only that matters is the fact that we won. You saw it in the group picture with those guys, the guys that never played. Metsu didn't play that much, but he was in there front and center of the picture, like, let's go, we got to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that. And, and it's extremely vital for this franchise the what where they were at coming into the season. Yeah, this coaching staff in particular feels a lot like Dave Yeager's staff, where, again, Dave Yeager's staff, they were all family. Like, all of those guys, uh, like, I think um, Dwayne Tickner and, and Dave Yeager, while they were playing against each other in the minor leagues, had traded a player from one team to the other for a steak dinner. They <laughs> they went out and who they uh, one of them got a player and the other one picked up the tab on dinner. Like, those guys, Bob Thornton, all those guys, they were super, super close. And it's good because that would allow me to go sit down on the bench and just have, like, really, really honest conversations with yeah. guys, not even on the record, just so we knew what was going on. We knew why it was that that Scal was wasn't great. playing a bunch. Yeah, that staff yeah. was so great. Yeah, they were a good group of guys. And then, you know, like, uh, George Carl's staff, a lot of guys that were like George disciples. And so you got a different feel like George is a man. If you have a question, you need to go talk to George. Hmm. And and that's kind of the way he went. And so I've seen all kinds of different staffs here in, in Sacramento, but uh, you know, each of them are different. Each of them have a different personality and each head coach has a way of, of managing that group and whether or not they allow them into the, into the conversation or not, you know, because again, if you're Mike Brown, wouldn't you want to take credit for the fact that you have like a top five rated offense out of nowhere, as opposed to letting Jay Riano sit there and have a long conversation with me about how he's constructed the offense? That's that's a, a big man, Mike Brown, like letting somebody else take a lot of credit for something that's happening on the court. Don't you dare go anywhere, folks. Uh, we're taking you all the way up until game time. Uh, we're we're your pre-show here. We're your pre-game show. We've got you covered. We'll be back with more. D'Lo and KC and James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and Casey continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Hey, happy happy anniversary to our very own Maybach O. Hey. Like, apparently, it was it was one year ago that she joined the team. Oh, come on, man. Air horns. Air horns. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, you got to give me a heads up for those. It's Let's not go. as easy. <laughs> I, di- I didn't even know Maybach that. Maybach O. Took a peek at Instagram, and she's got it up there. I was like, hey. That was a year ago. All right. Good times. Good stuff. Good we, got, we got a good team. Yesterday was crazy, but good times. Yesterday was different. Yep, yesterday was different. I've chose to block that out of my memory, but it's it's there available in the podcast or, or, or YouTube for those uh, for those who want to see it. Uh, James, it's the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons coming up in about 25 minutes from now to close out this six-game road trip. Uh, Kings come home, got a lot of road games uh, ahead. Uh, as we noted, Davion Mitchell out tonight uh, with a non-COVID-related illness. Man, we know Detroit's not very good, but there's one thing that just kind of lingers around that 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 gives me that that makes me nervous about this game. And I feel like the Kings, I, I feel like the Kings are good enough now; they're in a position to where they should beat teams that are this bad. And Detroit is—they're a single-digit win, win team, you know, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, some some odd games into the season for them. But one thing that leaves me nervous a little bit, uh, Hammer one, how well they played at the Golden One Center, but two. The fact that it's announced and official and, you know, Cade Cunningham had his surgery today. He's out. He's not coming back. While the team is bad, it's still in a bit of a state of flux, and they're still going to be trying to figure some things out. And I think there are some guys now who are going to be playing with their chest out a little bit. And oh, that, 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 that leaves me nervous. That, that feels like a combustible element. You're coming off that high against that win against, uh, you know, all those points against Charlotte. Uh, you got Sacramento coming in at the end of their road trip. It's leaving me a little uncomfortable about this one. Yeah, this is a team that they play hard. Um, they attack the rim. They get to the free throw line. They lead the league in free throw attempts. They also lead the league in personal fouls. So they're a bad defensive team right around 20. Well, that's good league. news for them. They're playing Sacramento. They don't call <laughs> fouls against. Uh, uh, right. They're not going to hit their quota tonight. De'Aaron Fox ain't getting fouled tonight, so we know that. That's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Neither is you Sabonis. Know, we hit, we had that discussion on the podcast the other night about De'Aaron Fox's fouls and just how, you know, he he's getting less and less fouls. Uh, like over the last three years, you've seen him decrease, even though he's still playing that style. And Sean always uh, on the pod, he always says that, well, it's because Fox goes to, goes into the key looking for a foul. And I don't think that's the case. Like, I, like it's one of those points that I just disagree with Sean on. I just think that, like, for some reason, he doesn't get calls. And part of it's because he plays for the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, I know people are like, oh, that's not a thing. It is a thing. Like, bad teams, historically bad teams, get bad calls. That's the way it goes. They also get uh, bad referees um, that are just, you know, whether they're— they don't usually get the A team. Hmm. And that's what uh, you get sometimes. And I just think it's really startling to see how many times— like. 
Harrison Barnes is getting to the free throw line more than De'Aaron Fox on the season. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you which one of those two has shot more, uh, like had more shot attempts, had more drives to the basket. Like all of it favors Fox, but for some reason Harrison Barnes gets a call and Fox doesn't. You know, even even more than that, like him getting to the hole and trying to shoot and getting fouled and stuff like that. I think there's a bunch of times when he's just like making an attack and somebody's reaching. Like it may not even be a shooting foul, but they're reaching across his body and there's contact there. There's contact that's called all the time throughout the league. Then that doesn't get called on him for whatever reason. And like I said, that's not a shooting foul. That's just a foul that, you know, can get you closer to the bonus or something like that. But even something like that, for whatever reason, never gets called. Yeah, he doesn't get anything. Um, like it, if if he, he doesn't get go anything to the line, stitches. Yeah, yeah. If he goes to the line, it's because he got beat. He got like pounded, and people are like, I mean, you got to call it at some point. But then again, we just watched the final play of the game against Toronto, uh, or he just gets run over. Yeah. You know, and it, I think it was the play before, uh, like it was a few plays before when he got hit in the head and it wasn't even his drive where I think he got hit and, and started bleeding. He got hit, uh, like playing defense and then came down, scored the bucket and they realized he was bleeding everywhere. Um, yeah, but he, you know, we, we will have band-aid to Aaron tonight. <laughs> I'd say, I mean, I think the Kings fan base is really looking forward to that. Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee tweeted just a moment ago, Kevin Herter back. Kevin Herter has been cleared to return tonight. So while the Kings will be without Davion, uh, Kevin Herter uh, is back in the lineup uh, for the Kings. He should come off the bench because my man TD is just too sensational in that role. Uh, Leave Terrence Davis as a starter. I'm going to go Kenny Carraway. Lock Terrence Davis up to a long-term contract. Hey, man, let's do it, man. Sign him for like seven years. (laughs) Sign him for 13 years. 13 13, years. Baseball contract. (laughs) Terrence Davis, the first ever baseball contract in the NBA. (laughs) Yeah, the Detroit Pistons just put out the starting lineups, and Kevin Herter is starting. So, um, if Whatever, I if James. I was not on with you, good fella, mm-hmm. fellas, I, I would uh, I would I would have been on top of that. But it is what it is. You see that? that, that you see that passive aggressiveness? I can't do my job because I'm here with you two idiots. We 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 we, we cherish. You, I didn't James. say that. <laughs> James is a little fired up. He didn't get the Pistons lineup out there uh, in time. But Kevin Herter is back. Terrence Davis, Davis did play well obviously that was a, a, a different role for them B- bench bolstered a little bit now I guess with Terrence Davis going back to that bench Malik Monk knowing you're going to be without uh, Davion Mitchell I think you brought this up earlier I'd really like to see Kevin Herter get going like consistently get going again yeah I mean it's crazy that he hasn't shot well for like I don't know like 12 games and he's still shooting 42 percent from three like, I mean, the guy can really shoot, so they need him back uh, and in a rhythm. I, I think having a, a couple of days off might be a good thing for uh, for Kevin, uh, but it's not like he played on the first night of the back-to-back, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's had that much time off. This is just, uh, you know, one of those days. And, and I'll point that out, too. Like, uh, this is not only the sixth game of the road trip, but it's the third game in four nights for the Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just had the the back-to-back and now they're they're beat up this is a, a road weary team at this point and and i guarantee you they're going to have a nice break this weekend trying to just get healthy and and recover a little bit well I, maybe maybe it's just prisoner of the moment but when was the last time you remember 
Fox and Sabonis playing 40-plus minutes like they mm-hmm. did on Wednesday. I don't feel like that's happened too much, if at all. No, it hasn't been that often. Uh, no, he uh, like Mike, Mike Brown has not run these guys into the ground. And, and you know why? Because they have the depth that they don't have to do that. True. And so, like, while I, I would like to see Sabonis around 36 minutes a game, he'll probably get there by the end of the season. We'll see him slowly accumulate more and more as the season goes on. But they're kind of ramping up and keeping everyone else involved. And then once you get to the point in the season where it's go time, you're going to start playing both of these guys a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's that last, you know, 25-game stretch where you need all hands on deck and, and you need guys to play serious minutes. And you need them to get ready for the playoffs. There is no saving it this year. you, you got to get them ready uh, to try to fight for a playoff run. And then also to be ready once they get there to to understand what it what it took to get there and what it's going to take to to keep going and so hopefully uh they're they're sort of like pushing the right buttons here for these guys do you think domas is an all-star right now today absolutely i i absolutely believe that he is an all-star in the western conference and you know I, i don't think there's any question at all he's a i mean NBA.com listed him as one of the uh, the five players just outside of the top ten for MVP balloting. Like he's an all star. Mm-hmm. There's no question. And what he's been able to do and what he does on a nightly basis, uh, the fact that he leads the league in double doubles, um, he's almost putting up a triple double every single night. And he's only got one, but he's almost doing it every single game. And he's just been incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. No, nah, he, and he's so vital to what this team does. And, and one of the things that uh, I loved about that 2020 game he had the other night was, you know, they had nobody. You talked about it uh, that day about, you know, they were lighting the pants. They had nobody that could uh, keep up with Domas down low. And he didn't let him off the hook. You know, he dominated that game inside. He dominated the boards. And he was still able to distribute the ball enough to have seven assists. And I, I just love that aspect of the game. Like, if you don't, your only chance is to have somebody like Jokic or Nurkic or Embiid, somebody with the size to keep up with him. If you don't have that, like I said, he don't let you off the hook. He is, he's not going to, like, start shooting four threes when there's a, a little guy down there just because that's the way the game's going. I'm going to beat you up in, in the paint and get these buckets, and I'm going to dominate the boards. I love that. This is going to be a tough game for him tonight, though, because Isaiah Stewart wasn't there last time they played mm-hmm. Detroit, and he's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And, and Jalen Duran is a big kid, man. Like that is Jaylen a giant. I like him, too. He is a gigantic kid uh, that, you know, is going to be, I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, Detroit's building something. You have to like what they're building. It's just whether or not, you know, it's always really tough when you have young players to to know what they are, to put them in the right like pecking order and have them buy into those roles. Um, that's why, it, you know, it's so crucial for a team like this to have players, you know, like, like Corey Joseph and it's, and even Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, it's very crucial to have those types of players. And I think they've done a really masterful do- job of building out this roster. Um, it, it's just going to take, you know, two or three years before you really know what you have. MVPs, All-Stars, roster buildings. The award that I want is GQ's most stylish man of the year. Ooh, who got that? 
You want to guess? It's an NBA player. Shea? Shea got it. Wow. Ooh. They gave it to Shea Gilgis Alexander. Not my vibe. Well, not completely. Yeah, like he, he, ha- he, he has, has a couple of you. Yeah. yeah, he has a couple of different looks in the photos uh, that they chose to to use. But boy, they loved him some Shea. <laughs> they loved him. I wonder what a Louis Vuitton football jersey cost because that's that's what he's wearing <laughs> oh in my one. Goodness. James, how much did your Louis Vuitton football <laughs> jersey cost? Yeah. You did I have think the that the, one. You know, they're telling me it'll be here on Saturday. Oh, there I you don't go. Know if it'll be here today. <laughs> there you so. go. You did have the. That's <laughs> funny. You, you did have the Louis Vuitton Don on Happy Hour last night. Our man, uh, yeah. Mark Jones. Yeah, he's a Louis V guy. He definitely is, uh, as as we are all aware. Um, Maybe <laughs> a Louis V guy too. Yeah, you're telling just telling stories to people. It is. Kings 15 and 22, and this has just bothered me as the preview came up. Kings 15 and 22, Detroit Pistons 8 and, uh, or I'm sorry, they're, they're 15 and 12. Pistons are 8 and 22. Boy, really got to watch out for those Pistons, man. <laughs> it's like you really got to watch out for those Pistons. They're literally the second worst team in the league. And the only reason they're not the first, or the, the absolute worst, is because they just beat the worst team in the league two days ago. And that's Charlotte. But but Damien and, and James, I want to know what you think about this. We're not at the point of the season where worst teams in the league aren't dangerous anymore. That's facts. I that's think facts. that's that's reserved for February and March. Yeah. Where those teams who stink, they they'll roll over for you. Yeah, they got they got the G League squads out there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what Charlotte's G League squad is, but or, or, Damn, or Detroit's G League squad. Too. Yeah, yeah we was. aren't there yet. I, I totally, I totally agree with you. Like that, this is going to be a, a tough game, and and it's going to be a tough game because, you know, the Kings are are just absolutely road weary. Like again, three games in four nights is it's not something that we see all the time in the NBA now. Uh, it used to be four games in five nights, and that was absolutely brutal. You could just check off the last game and know that you're going to lose that. Uh, but this is one of those those games where you know it's all kind of stacked up against you, and I don't believe in what they you know the old trap game. Like the Kings have never, like in my time covering the team, they've never been good enough to believe in a trap game that that some some game was some sort of trap. No, this team has never been that good. Uh, so so you you can't even let that thing like seep into your head. Like what do you mean a trap game? I mean you're the Sacramento Kings, like that. You don't get to talk about that, um, but for me, like again, this is a game where you're you gotta you gotta find some other gear hiding deep inside and, and push through and and don't let Marvin Bag- Bagley embarrass you after uh, he got booted out of the gym in Sacramento. Hmm. No, no, we'll man. get a favorable response there. I'm sure Dad will be front row with his yeah, Pistons jacket yeah, with on. The Pistons, Pistons jacket. I mean, look, I will say this: he's gonna have a retort to your Drake bars if they win. You kind of went in on Bagley and that. What I just I told what I tell him that. Oh no, maybe it wasn't the Drake bars. Maybe it was the tweet. Yeah, the tweet. I told him to walk his ass across the court and light the beam. That tweet had traction. <laughs> a lot of people felt like you did. I hope he saw it. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he saw it. I'm positive. He was saying he wanted. Like I said, he wanted to be part of the story. By sitting there with the big Pistons jacket and standing up courtside, which I gave him credit for. I didn't think he would do it. I'd be like, well, hey, salute to you for showing up. But let's not mistake. He wanted to be part of the story. Well, he was part of the story then. Indeed he was. Yeah. Indeed he, he was. He likes to be part of the story. Yeah. 
Keegan Murray has played really well over the last like nine or ten games or so. Uh, is it just him like settling into the season? Like he didn't shoot great against Toronto, but he had some really important plays. Uh, especially, you know, Kenny pointed this out uh, after after the Mike Brown ejection. People people kind of forget this part. After Mike Brown was ejected, things got bad really quick because they were just sitting at the foul line for like ten minutes, <laughs> scoring uh, you know points. And I think they got a point off. They got a basket off of that possession, and it was Keegan's next like three plays, two on the offensive end, one on the defensive end, that settled things down for them a little bit and allowed them to ultimately win the game. But what do you think about the way Keegan's played recently? Yeah, he's showing you that you know that he's through. He's passed a lot of the uh, the stuff that was plaguing him through that stretch where he was you know just really couldn't find the bucket at all. Um, he's such a confident kid and like, we aren't seeing the like slumped shoulders. We aren't seeing any of the, the bad, the bad body language that we were early. No do rags, Um, no do rags from Keegan Murray this year either. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, in all honesty, like this is a number four pick in the draft. He, he needs to adjust quickly to the, to the league and he needs to show up every night. And I, I think he's been really good. What is it like? 12 game stretch or something where he's been really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got so much more he can give. You can see it that there's so much more. He just needs more opportunity. And I expect him to continue to, to grow throughout the season. And that's, that's, what's nice here. Seeing a player, you know, he's going to go up against Ivy tonight. So you hope that there's a little bit of extra oomph yeah. mm-hmm. in, in it because mm-hmm. he, he heard everything. He knows, uh, people you know like people you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can just call was, me out. I, I was I, I was Keegan Murray. Also, I was Keegan Murray all day. I, well, I mean, yeah, just like the NBA. Like I they, wish they tell the whole the, story. You don't have to tell the whole story there. You just click on the video link and you can see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big. Well, well I mean, guy. like, look, it, the NBA forgot. Well, he had left before the <laughs> top five took a picture, and it was four guys, and well, one of them wasn't. That's I not mean, fair. You told me the story about that, and that's not fair. No, they have to. Well, be because bad. he. He left or he got he thought he was done with his stuff and left. Well, what are they supposed to do, though? Like the NBA, that if should, he's gone, what are they? Oh, we can't take the picture because Keegan's gone. They should have never man. let him left, leave the building. Well, uh, you know what they should have oh, done okay. is they should have just fair. like photoshopped in a picture of his brother because that's, you know, like even when he was drafted, the picture was of his brother. Like there's if you really wanted to play the disrespect card for for Keegan, like he's got plenty of ammunition, like he, but. At the same time, like these are games where you go out and you prove. You prove that you can fit into a system and make an impact and, you know, and, and defend Marvin Bagley. And, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. This is this should be a good a good challenge for Keegan Murray. Kings right. win tonight and have a three and three road trip. And the Golden One Center is going to be on fire on Monday because people are going to be so excited that the boys are back home and they're. Three games, man, four games over five hundred. Man, their next two games are against the two worst teams in the league, leading in to the Lakers. Mm. Uh, and then the the Wizards aren't great. Then you got a back to back against a back to back at home against the Denver Nuggets. Oh man, mm. yeah. And it's still, I don't think, I don't think Brad has returned. Like I, I know the idea was this trip that the the Wizards are on. That they just started. I don't. I don't think Brad's returned yet. So Friday, we've been giving away tickets for two weeks now. <laughs> Friday could be the return of Marvin Bagley or uh, Bradley Beal. Excuse me. Excuse me. 
um, or whoever the the Bradley was that NBA put on their 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 app <laughs> with a picture of Keegan Murray when they said <laughs> Kings rookie Bradley makes his debut. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who is that? Why do they do just that? Just a disrespect, players? man. <laughs> I don't just know. Disrespect. Just called him a random name. Bradley. Oh, this guy looks like a Bradley. I don't know. I'd wow. pop if Bradley wore a do rag, though. I'd absolutely pop if he wore a do rag. <laughs> All right, we're done. Oh, we're done for the day. We're done for the week. Uh, head over to thekingsbeat.com. Uh, become a premium subscriber there you don't want to miss out uh, on the next happy hour they're all fun they're all amazing uh and you don't want to miss out on the premium content that james ham drops over there as well make sure you check out the king's beat podcast wherever you get podcasts from if you missed out on any part of our day today including our very interesting conversation with trista crick and kyle matson which is now merged into one singular conversation uh, of course you can check that out on youtube or uh wherever you get podcast from have a great weekend have a safe weekend drink responsibly and we will see you here monday at noon on sacramento sports leader espn 1320 go kings this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 